Welcome back to Chip Chaps, episode 14, Debt Doom. Hi, I'm Chip and welcome to Chip Chats, a fact-based, fun-filled podcast about surviving and thriving while living in the fast lane. I'm your driver on this electrifying journey and delighted to have you on board. So without further ado, buckle up and let's get our ask in gear. So today we are going to discuss the debt debacle. What I like to call debt doom. And in order to bring context to this, I think Yogi Berra can be quite helpful. Helpful, Because again, we've been here before. So as Yogi says, it's deja vu all over again, but this time it's different. Another quote that I think is appropriate by Yogi is, the future ain't what it used to be. And the past keeps changing. The past keeps changing too. So, as we speak, the current majority and minority leaders in both houses of Congress, Kevin McCarthy, majority leader of the House, Akeem Jeffries, minority leader of the House, Senate Majority Leader Schumer and Senate Minority Leader McConnell, and the grand poobah himself, the President Biden, are meeting to discuss the debt ceiling. I reflect. During the 2011 debt ceiling debacle, I'm handling clients' money, I'm monitoring the markets, and the S&P 500 experienced significant volatility and a notable decline. On July 22nd, 2011, the S&P closed at 1345. And as the crisis intensified and the broad markets plummeted in aggregate 18% in a matter of a week, the S&P fell to 1119 on by August the 8th. Well, the debt ceiling crisis crescendo culminated on August the 5th when the Standard Poor's downgraded the United States credit rating from AAA to AA+, marking the first time in history that our country lost its top credit rating. This downgrade contributed to enhanced volatility and investor anxiety. Clients were feeling that by the minute, every second, there was nothing but negative news. And even though the S&P 500 eventually recovered in subsequent months, the debt ceiling hangover had lasting effects on investor confidence and the perception of the United States fiscal responsibility. I mean, this was broad-based. The bond market, the U.S. dollar, all reacted uh, in ways that are uncharacteristic of these particular markets. 
Treasury bonds, despite the credit downgrade by the S&P, by Standard & Poor's, actually saw a counterintuitive response as investors pulled their money out of the stocks and risk assets and moved it into treasuries. So the yield on the treasuries, on the 10-year treasury, actually went down during this period of time. This decline in yields really indicated an increase in, in, in the demand for investors to find a safe haven for their money. And as I said, they exited riskier assets. The U.S. dollar, which is a reflection of the financial soundness of our country, it weakened. And in, in fact, we saw the dollar decline nearly 5% during that matter of weeks. Well, so now that we have that in the rearview mirror in 2011, here we are soon to be 12 years later. And are we going to have to experience a Yogi Berra type of situation where it, that it's deja vu all over again and we're going to go through this mess? Well, let's certainly not. Let's hope not. But first of all, let's talk about a few things to just put this in perspective. What is a debt ceiling? Uh, when was the debt ceiling first implemented? How has the political debate over the debt ceiling affected the credibility of the dollar? Um, how does the U.S. compare to other countries in terms of having a debt ceiling? And what happens if Congress doesn't raise or suspend the debt ceiling? Well, the first question, the debt ceiling is a legal limit on federal borrowing. It was first implemented in 1917 to manage World War I expenses. As far as the, the political cajoling pertaining to the credibility of the dollar, well, this type of debate over the debt ceiling weakens the dollar's credibility and raises default risk. And with what's going on with China and what's going on with the weaponization of the dollar in the Ukraine war, this is something that we are pondering more than we normally would. As far as other countries, very few countries have debt ceilings. The U.S. practice is fairly unique. And you could take a country like Denmark that also has a debt ceiling, but there's never usually a contentious debate surrounding the way it's managed like we do politically here in the United States. And if the Congress doesn't raise or suspend the debt ceiling and a default occurs, well, we're talking about economic and financial chaos. So the consequences of this are numerous from government employees not getting paid, economic instability, higher borrowing costs, global financial shock, weakened economic trust and, and solvency, king dollars, reputation um, gets hit hard, uh, an investment downturn, credit rating, further credit rating considerations, negative impacts on businesses, Social welfare itself can be notably impacted. 
And of course, we're talking about possible declines in financial markets, housing, stocks, real estate. Each of these are going are byproducts of a debt default doom. We also have educational pro- programs that will need funding. What about the military operations? What about future plans such as infrastructure? All of these things will be affected if the government does not pay its debt. So at this point, to not remedy this debt doom is a non-starter. We have to get this piece of business behind us so that we can move forward and we can not take unnecessary steps backwards. So in recap, I hope that our leaders can come together and remedy this in short order so that we can get back to business as usual, can work with, uh, try to see if our monetarists can manage inflation and we can stimulate economic growth so that we can lift the boats of everyone to better their lives. And that's it for today on the debt ceiling. So that's it, Trendsetters. I want to thank you for spending this time with me. Kindly hit the subscribe button to stay updated on all things Chip Chats. And by subscribing, you'll never miss a beat and you'll always be in the loop. And remember, sharing is caring. So kindly tell your friends, your family, your coworkers about this podcast so that we can continue to grow this wonderful community. And finally, I'd like to hear from you. Be sure to leave a review and let me know what you think about the show. Your feedback helps me make every episode even better. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay curious, stay confident, and keep on chips chatting.